I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. Mark, we may be seeing some notable improvement in economic growth, not dramatic, but more positive. But let's start with a recap of the latest numbers for first quarter GDP. Shockingly disappointing, uh, but they will be a baseline for where we're headed. Exactly. It, <laughs> the third estimate for the first quarter was absolutely shocking. It was down a, a revised 2.9% and it had already been down 1% for the second estimate but uh, basically essentially everyone's written it off as a cold and an extremely cold weather effect and it's history so uh, had had little impact on the markets but it, and it, we can assume that we're going to get a big snapback in the second quarter because of the easy comparison with the first quarter. So if you take them together, the first quarter and the second quarter, how do you think that would, would, will look? Uh, you're right about there's an easy baseline. Um, snapback, better weather, catch up in all kinds of categories. So economists are generally expecting three to four percent for the second quarter. Now we have housing as another big focus. It was last week, and uh, it looks like we're uh, getting some momentum uh, appearing in the home. Excuse me, appearing in the home sector. We saw, uh, but sales are rising, but not uh, price growth. It's slowing. What do you make of that? Well, let's let's talk about prices first. Uh, not prices. Let's talk about sales first. Existing home sales jumped a whopping 4.9% in May. New home sales absolutely surged 18.6% for the same month. And both were well above expectations. So we're we're seeing some extremely good numbers for sales and uh, we, we had a report out this morning on pending home sales. Which were very very strong and point to uh, uh, further growth for existing home sales, uh, final sales. Uh, are you surprised at what appears to be the, uh, the sharp slope higher suddenly uh, in the home sales market? Well you really have to look at the big picture of the data and let's turn to prices. Sales look fantastic in May and maybe for the next month or two. Home sales you know, just raise a huge, huge question mark. Both FHFA and also Case-Shiller uh, they're de decelerating in terms of appreciation. Uh, home prices for FHFA were flat in April. You know, it's a lagging indicator. In case Schiller slowed to only 0.2%. So we're seeing deceleration in the year-on-year -year prices. So the, the big picture is a quandary about housing. We're seeing a jump in sales, 
we're seeing a deceleration in prices and actually the employment numbers are not justifying the sales pace other than perhaps two factors. Perhaps there's uh, some pent-up demand, that's not unlikely, and there's the fear factor of rising mortgage rates due to Fed taper. So we may be seeing both buyers wanting to jump in now and actually sellers wanting to jump in now. But it's a quandary. Uh, we're really going to have to wait on several months of more data to see what the true strength is. And right now, the price issue raises a huge question mark. And a clarification to your comments, the 0 0.2 is the monthly uh, gain for K-Shiller. The year-on-year -year rate is 10.8. Uh, um, well, and that's a big piece of, uh, of, of, of homeowner wealth. is a very big piece of the economy. Now, on last week we had personal income report, which is laying the groundwork for this week's employment report. Uh, the personal income uh, report was mixed with income up uh, notably, but spending soft. It was good on the income front. It was up 0.4% in May, but uh, personal spending posted a very sluggish 0.2%. So the consumer, I, I do believe the consumer sector is slowly improving, but it's, it's at an upper, upwardly volatile pace. Another negative is inflation. It appears to be warming up a bit the last few months. Some reports show some, and some reports uh, don't show uh, any pressure. How do you? What's your feeling right now? Are inflation pressures bubbling? Well, yes. Uh, shelter costs are clearly on the uptrend, and that's what's uh, one of the key factors boosting both the CPI and the PCE price index. And on a year ago basis, headline inflation for the PCE price index was 1.8% in May, uh, compared to 1.6 the month before. The core is now, it's not as severe, but it, it firmed to 1.5%. So the biggest issue is how is this going to affect the Fed in terms of timing of policy rates. Now, hawks are going to be pointing to the upward creep in inflation. The doves are going to be pointing to the, the softness in spending. So you know, odds are taper schedule is on schedule just as a matter of being predictable. Right now, Predictable is what the Fed cares about for taper, but the timing for the next rate increase is becoming more uncertain. It could be earlier than later. How much of the shelter cost uh, inflation is tied to the home price, uh, home price gains? Well, the shelter costs are based on rental equivalents. So they're not directly related, and it's a curious issue, um, technically. Uh, 
the 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 price numbers for Case Shiller and FHFA uh, they're sales price numbers, but uh, for homeowners within the CPI and within the PCE price index, they're really based on rental numbers. And there's been a greater shift toward the rental market than to the home buyer market. So that that actually is a curiosity and the shift in preference by many younger households toward rental instead of actually buying uh, that may be one source of inflation pressure. Interesting. This week's highlight is uh, Thursday's employment report. That's right. It's on Thursday due to the uh, Friday Independence Day holiday. What, what are our, uh, our people expecting? Well, they're expecting to have Friday off, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will. <laughs> but uh, turning to Thursday's employment situation report, uh, it's it's about as steady as she goes. Uh, there's not a lot of excitement about. The, there's expected improvement, but not a lot of excitement. Uh, total payrolls are expected to be up uh, 211,000, and that's about the same as the month before. Private payrolls are expected to be up 210, virtually no difference, uh, close to what it was, a little bit lower than the month before. And due to a low participation rate, the unemployment rate is expected to still come in at 6.3%. Uh, but one of the key issues is if we get moderate job growth, a 2% expected gain in wages and the work week at least holds steady as projected. We'll see another healthy gain in the wages and salaries component in personal income. And this would help the recovery momentum keep nudging, emphasis on nudging upward. So you know, we've got to put the pieces together Thursday morning those that are not watching soccer. <laughs> I'm looking back through the numbers, Mark, and the non-farm payroll growth uh, is, you know, holding in the 200 range after earlier, of course, being uh, below 200 for quite a long run. Um, will we see a 300 range uh, uh, as the economy improves a year from now? Is it, what are the projections for when the Fed begins to uh, raise rates? Where do you think non-farm payroll growth, what zone will it be in? The Fed's looking at a wide range of indicators, including the U6 measure of underemployment. Uh, the, the problem is businesses are still very reluctant to hire. They're just very reluctant. Uh, the Fed may not be able to wait on a 300,000 uh, gain in employment uh, possibly next year, but uh, tapers going to be as planned and the first rate change is probably going to be next year, but 
it's very clear that the rate changes are going to be very, very slow. So uh, I don't think the Fed knows what their triggers are at this point. So uh, they're probably not going to wait on a 300,000 number to start the process, but it will still be very slow. Thank you very much as always, Mark Rogers of Econoday. I'm Mark Pender for Econoday.